What in the world is so great about Western states? Why is there a lottery? Why do I have to qualify? And what do you mean there's still a chance I can't get in? Hello, howdy, hey, this is Light on the Trail podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's dive into something that I recently have been looking into, wanted to share with everyone, something that's curious to most people. Uh, I kind of looked into it because recently out here in Texas, there's been a couple qualifying races, Western States qualifying races, that is. So what is necessarily qualifying for this and why does Western States need a qualifier? It goes into this lottery thing and then actually you don't, I mean, depending when you qualify, then you can run like next year's race. Uh, what's going on with all that? So uh, Western States, I'm just, I pulled a bunch of information from them because I would just want to repeat exactly what they say and try to get my facts straight, right? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so what's going on with Western States? Why do they think they're so fancy that they need a qualifier and, and all this stuff? Uh, they're, the, they're the oldest 100-mile race uh, that's been around though. Apparently the world's oldest 100 mile race that's taken from their page, but, uh, it is located in California. It starts at Olympic Valley and then hundred miles later ends in Auburn, California. But why qualifying? Why do people have to qualify? What's the rules on the qualifying and all that good stuff? So essentially they have this number 369. That's the amount of runners that they can have. So that is essentially why. They have a cap on the amount of runners that can run the race. Why do they have this cap, you ask? Well, uh, in 1984, Congress enacted the California Wilderness Act, which granted the Granite Chief Wilderness, uh, created, sorry, the Granite Chief Wilderness, uh, and then that the Western States Trail actually crosses into that wilderness area. Uh, it's, and it's actually only at like mile seven. So this 100-mile race... There's this this condition occurs because you hit mile seven of the of the hundred, um, and normally it's not a problem. But because this is a wilderness area, there's more rules and regulations essentially put in. However, because the race uh, was a thing uh, going on before this this thing got enacted for the wilderness area, uh, they were grandfathered in essentially. So they said, okay, well then, however many runners you had. In 1984, when this happened on that race, then then that's how many you can you can have from now on. And they happen to have 369 runners in 84 when that passed through, and they're like, you can't have any more. That's it. <laughs> that is why. So, in almost a great situation for them, I won't say almost, um, it is. You've now created this this kind of lockdown FOMO experience, right? People have fear of missing out for this great race. And it really worked for them because they're also the oldest race. It's in a beautiful location all through the nice, you know, areas through California over there. And it's a, a unique 100-mile experience. It's the oldest one. And then now it's limited. So that is why. How does the, the lottery thing work? I'll try to explain that as well. Um, when you get a lottery ticket, we'll talk about the tickets first because this is something that is is nice of them to do. Uh, when you get a ticket, uh, you get you get put into the to the hat and then drawn. Every time you don't, I think you start with uh, with two. You get two tickets, but every time you fail next year, if you'd like, 
then you can uh, get re put into the hat to, to, to get drawn in to be able to actually run the race. Uh, but you get two every, not two every time it multiplies by two. So it goes two, four, then eight, 16 like that. So your chances do go up if you're able to do it every year. Now then what makes you qualify? That depends on the race. I'm not hundred percent sure if I, I believe the, the owners of the race get to pick what races qualify, um, throughout, I guess the world. Um, I think there's a couple that are actually out of the U S but, um, they get to kind of pick the standards and distances and all that thing, all that, all those things. And I believe a race company and director can send in an application to them. Like, Hey, we are throwing a, at least a hundred K. I think it is a hundred K to hundred mile, whatever race. And then they'll give you the time limits. I don't know if they're all the same, but recently, what's just gone out here in Texas, we had the Brazos Bend 100 miler. And as of, this comes out on Sunday, yesterday was the Tejas Trails Hoka Endurance Race out in Bandera, Texas. And that was 100K, and which was also a Western States qualifier. So starting with the one that just passed, if you just ran the Tejas Trails Hoka Endurance 100K, awesome, congratulations. We've had some... N- nasty weather blow in. So I hope, I hope it's still going to go on again. I, this is a, a day of a couple of days before it's going to go on, but hopefully they're able to complete this race. Cause we've had uh, a lot of really cold wind come in anyway, fun weather. So for, for the, the Hoke Enduros race through Tejas trails, if you complete the 100 K within 17 hours, you then qualify to get a lottery ticket. That's for the 100K. I don't know if it's all 100Ks that are qualifying Western States runs. It's 17 hours or under. That's just how it is for the this particular one. Now let's talk about the steps that would be, right? So you you got to this, you signed up for this race for the 100K. Boom, you finished in 16 hours. You now qualify to have a ticket, get put into the lottery. So you you it's a qualifying race you get a ticket to go into the lottery. And now, if you get drawn, <laughs> this this race that you call for now, so we're in 2024, the tickets are drawn in December. So you have a chance to run in 2025 in like whenever the race is. <laughs> whenever the race is. I think it's around spring actually. But so it's it's really that, that far away. Now, if you qualified... Um, Oh, it's December 2nd. Anytime before that, before the, the lottery, I believe, then you can, it goes into the next year whenever they're getting ready to race. Just this one happens happens to hit the very beginning of this year. So you will be able to possibly run the Western States race next year in 2025. Uh, it also, say you, you run it, right? You get your ticket in there. You actually get drawn. You've done it. Not quite yet. So say they, they pull your name, they send you the email. You have 10 days to pay your, your entry to get in the race, 500 plus dollars or however much it is. I know it's, it's around that or higher. Uh, if not, then you do not get to go to the race. (laughs) You may have qualified and got your, your ticket in there. It may have got drawn. If you cannot fork up the cash in less than two weeks, sayonara. We'll see you next year. Maybe per chance, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so it 
that's kind of a sucky portion of it. Again, I think that really adds to the the FOMO and special thing about it, you know? Like, they have waiting lists. Like, these people are doing fine. This is a massive thing, right? Now, the Brazos bin that happened a couple of weeks ago, very cool. A um, little more information on that since it, it has obviously happened already. Um, that one does have a 100-miler. It's a qualifier as long as you finish the 100-mile in under 30 hours. Now, there was quite a few people that did actually finish that in under 30 hours. Uh, let me just see here because there were some really cool numbers I wanted to see. Let's, da, 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 da. There was only, yeah, there was only like 10 people, maybe 12 people that didn't finish. Someone here, Masters of 56, uh, Adnan number 206 finished in 29.55. Just got the, <laughs> just before the cutoff there. Uh, but a handful of people finished in under, in under 30 hours. Uh, with that though, uh, if you were following um, trail running across Texas or even some ultra running things, there's a 14-year-old that finished, and there is a 74-year-old man that finished. Mr. Hunter Hart, the 14-year-old gentleman, uh, finished third from, yes, third from last, but he did the 100-mile race. He did it in 31 hours and 32 minutes. Okay, the dude's 14. And I'm I'm trying to maybe do a 50 mile later this, this year, so that is awesome. He will be a character to watch certainly. And then I want I feel bad just skipping over it, but uh, let me see. Michael or ooh, is it Michelle? <laughs> I think it's Michael. Sorry, uh, Michael finished second from last. Dude did in 31 hours and 50 minutes. Congrats to that. But I want to get to the last place, the DFL or dead freaking last done by Mr. Bobby Coe. I believe it's Coe is the last name, but Mr. Bobby, this is a 74-year-old guy. I saw an amazing clip uh, posted about him. He's doing the lean, the long distance. You're you're hanging on by a thread, lean coming in, stumbling through the imp. Someone kind of catches him as he passes the finish line and gets done. This is the man's 99th 100-miler. I'm like 99% sure on that, but from what I've heard and seen, it, it ain't his first rodeo. Again, it's his 99th completed uh, 100. And the dude's 74 years old, getting it done. Um, so go check out Trail Running Across Texas and those cool stories. Um, I might, might reach out to them too, but it's really inspiring. Thanks to the gentleman that posted that. Um, and also with this, guys, there was over 60, I think it was 63, over 60 runners that did not finish the race, right? And that ranges from everyone from like 25 to 55 years old. There's 50, like... 26 they're all it's all over the place so a great thing and you may hear back and forth about running is you can really keep growing in it i mean again here you go 74 years old finishes 99th 100 mile race it's bananas but it's good stuff <laughs> and you can do it um with that i'm gonna get into get into a little bit of scripture something i read this morning going through timothy which is one of those like never really crossed your mind. You was just like, yeah, you're supposed to be nice and be good. But specifically in Timothy uh, 5 verse 8, Paul says this to brother Timothy, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is as worse or worse than an unbeliever. What? <laughs> is worse than an unbeliever 
if you do not provide and take care of your relatives, take care of your household and your family, you might as well not even be a believer. Don't even be, you don't even get to be able to be called a brother or sister or a follower in Christ if you can't take care of your business. All right. But before that, I was reading in Thessalonians, I think Paul's talking about not to be idle. Like he specifically says, don't be a busybody. There's a difference from being busy, right, and productive and being a busybody and running your mouth and not doing anything. Great stuff. I would look into that. It's one of those things I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. And like, here it is. So you better believe it. But going further with a, a, a little fun news here, uh, I did make a Facebook page for the podcast. So Light on the Trail podcast does now have a Facebook page. I wanted to be able to connect with more people and reach out to, to more people and try to have more of a, you know, a, a presence out there again to kind of follow along and say hi and connect. Um, and it's going to be fun. So I'm going to try to post some eh, updates here and there. This will go on there. I've got a, a episode schedule that's coming up um, with a running club. So we'll have an, an insights kind of look and what it takes to start up a running club, uh, play on words, run a running club and, and all that. Uh, reaching out to some other podcasters uh, for some big interviews throughout the year. Things are going good, guys. I hope you're, you're starting off well. Also, Keep on keeping on and may the dirt be forever under your feet.